For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals podcast that focuses on, of course, the Arizona Cardinals. We are covering them. We are in their backyard in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your hosts. My name is Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, man, one more down back in that seven spot. So, you know, we'll see how the Cardinals finish it out with these last two. But, you know. Yes, look it up. Yes, indeed. So that voice, he is he not only could uh, steal some bases when he played professional baseball, but he also was a very good tight end and a vet of he is a veteran. He's vested in the NFL National Football League, also played in NFL Europe, and he also has a playing card from the XFL. So, you know, when you see him, if you see him walking around, ask him to show it. He don't care. Why, hey, what, why are you speaking on it, man, in 93? 14 out of 17 with them stolen bags, bro. They were scared of me. See, that's what I'm talking See, I'm already knowing. I'm already I had, knowing. I actually talked my manager into giving me the green light, bro. I could take it whenever I wanted it. <laughs> that's what's up. So we bring you our version of uh, of a football kind of recap and look ahead podcast. Uh, we look back at the, the game, the previous game, uh, pick some topics to talk about, and then we also uh, – look ahead to the upcoming game and we're getting definitely closer to the playoffs. So looking forward to that. The Cardinals are actually coming off as Ed alluded to coming off of a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. They're still in that seven spot. They were victorious by seven points, 33 to 26. So we'll get into that. And, uh, and there's all kinds of different scenarios and all that stuff, especially as we get down to this, uh, get down to the playoffs and I'd be remiss if I didn't say shout out to my San Jose state Spartans. Cause we, win, cause we won that mountain West and we got a terrible bowl game, but that's how it goes in the, they got robbed, man. They should have been in that playoff. We should <laughs> <laughs> at least let us play coastal Carolina or something like that, but coastal Florida, whatever they are, coastal East, West coast, net national Southwest, whatever that school is, but the NBA and college basketball are back the NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all those sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So you're, if you're thinking about maybe betting on uh, the Lakers to repeat in the, for the NBA championship, or maybe uh, someone wants, uh, thinks that Patrick Mahomes
Mahomes will be upset. Uh, and the Chiefs, uh, they need to go to betonline.ag to make sure you put your money where your mouth is. I was actually looking at uh, the kind of a futures bet when it comes to the playoffs where the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. And there's a yes or no proposition. To, will the Arizona Cardinals make the playoffs? And right now they're favored to. So a minus 225. And that's something I don't know. I mean, I think I think they might be able to hold on to them. So maybe I'll put a couple of shekels on that so we shall see. So from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wage than any place online and there's always the online casino as well because we know that it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts believe in the arizona cardinals so hey goodness gracious they they surpassed my total my prediction my prognostication congratulations all that good stuff they come this that was their eighth win goodness gracious can you believe it can you believe it so well, i had him at seven so you know yeah, well, i mean you know it's been a roller coaster year though uh, brother day you know we 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 talk about how crazy it is you know some of the expectations they got off to that five and two start and then they dip and now they're kind of rewriting the ship i think scheduling has been a good thing for them uh, having the opportunity to play the NFC least this year and also yeah. match up against teams like the Jets and, you know, some of the luck they caught with the schedule. But, you know, eight and eight, man, or eight and six, I should say no shame in that. Still not out of the woods yet. And, you know, I think we were kind of, you and I should get a little pat on the back for being in the area of where we thought they would be. You know, mm-hmm. I said, this, if, even if they win these last two games, go 10 and six. I mean, it's not like we were that far off. Like, we didn't say they were going to be in the cellar. We just didn't <laughs> think they would be 14-2 and two going to the Super Bowl like every, you know, a lot of other people kind of started beating the chest. Indeed, and it's interesting because just as you could say, you could be optimistic about 8-6, and six, it depends on how it falls, right? Uh, as we record this, uh, the, this is coming off of the hills of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers losing again. So you could be 11-3 and three and the sky is falling. It's all about perspective. So what I want to talk about today, touch on Kyler Murray, um, still inconsistent at times. So I want to get your thoughts on him, the good and bad of the defense. And there's one player in particular that I think that we might talk about. We've talked about how that one player possibly has lost a step or two. And maybe we'll talk about, oh, God. Uh, let's see, DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. He is a beast. As we know that that has been confirmed over and over again, uh, getting Larry involved, your thoughts on that. And then is it too late in the season to make changes that will help the run game. So let's start off with your, your thoughts on the game in general. And as you're giving your thoughts on the game, Kyler, um, he inconsistent at times, he had some good passes. He also had, you know, a, a turnover here or there. There was a turn. Of course, we know the turnover that, uh, that he lost that they didn't challenge. And so thankfully that, but anyway, there, your thoughts on the game and Kyler's performance as you're, as you're reviewing uh, the game. Cause I, I thought they should have won this game by given the way that they that the defense was performing and how they had the ability to maybe as you like to say put your foot on the neck that they didn't they didn't do that and that's i think that's the mark of a team that when the team does that that's the mark of a of good slash great team but your thoughts on this game i think it played out you know close to what we both thought i'm i'm just like you i thought at at some point i thought they were going to take control of that game uh and and kind of 
put their stamp on it, run away with it, but they're not quite there yet. And, you know, it's a young team. It's a young head coach, rookie head coach, you know, second-year quarterback. They're still trying to figure a whole lot of things out. Um, I, I'm, I'm really torn because, like we always talk about it, Jay, when you get these Ws, there's no shame in how you get them. Right. But we, if we're going to do our, like our analysis, you have to kind of rate it on how impressed you were with performances, you know. And right. I'm still not there where I'm like, this team is on a roll, and we, you know, we can go far in the playoffs. And you look at the top-notch teams in the division in the conference, you know, and those are the teams that you know consistently, and the word is consistently, come out right. and they have a game plan, they put it out there, and you know, and and, and then from week to week, they make the adjustments, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We've kind of harped on this all year long. I'm seeing a team that, like I said, they're still trying to figure it out. The young quarterback, very, very inconsistent. And his security blanket, DeAndre Hopkins, man, I mean, I mean, yeah. if, if you took DeAndre out of this offense, oh, my Lord, it would be, yeah, it would be rough, bro. So thank goodness we have DeAndre running game, still sporadic. I know you want to talk about different portions of that, you know, later on. Uh, you know, I'll go back to it. A win is a win. But in terms of, like, like our ship is righted and, you know, yeah, we've got everything figured out now. Now all we got to do is roll and we're going to get into the playoffs. We're going to do X, Y, Z. Nah, man, every week it's like Forrest Gump says, like a box of chocolates, man. You don't know what you're going to get when you open it up. Yeah, and let's take it from a macro approach on that as well. So, so when you're talking to there, there's what about the argument? Because I'll play the devil's advocate to that when you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins that he's that that he throws to him a lot. But if you gotta if you have that that number one receiver, you want to throw, you want to target him a lot, right? Isn't what's that? How do you balance that with getting somebody? As I mentioned earlier about Larry Fitzgerald was involved a little bit, a little not a lot, a little yeah. bit. But um, how do you how do you balance that? To, to, so that your quarterback doesn't always look to that one place all the time and at least tries to get the other members of the, the receiving core in, in involved as well. It is that double-edged sword because there's a couple ways to look at this, Jay. Even in this game right here, you had DeAndre with nine receptions for 169 yards. So he's getting off, right? The next leading receivers, I will say, had three receptions apiece, and there were several of them, right? So you yeah. got to look at it like, okay, He's at least spreading the ball around. But what you want is you want a smaller gap in between one and then two and then three and four. Because peep this, man, we all know playoff football is a different beast, right? And your goal is not your goal is to win the regular season games to get you to the playoffs, right? right? So that's first and foremost. Once you get there, you're going to be facing the elite teams in the NFL. Because these are the teams that qualified in at least in most cases, we have to take the NFC East out of this. We're talking right. about elite when they're not elite. Okay, but right. you're going to be facing teams that are going to have a game plan specifically for because now it's the playoffs. This is second season. I've been there before. The intensity ratchets ratchets up. I told you about this before, man. I thought preseason when I first got into the NFL, I was like, wow, this is fast. Then I got to the regular season. I was like, oh, my God. And then, man, when you go to the playoffs, every – and not just the first playoff round, every round it just gets more and more intense. When that also gets more and more intense is the focus on your weapons. So they're going to get to a point where every week now we the new opponent, their strategy is to take away DeAndre Hopkins. Whether we got to roll coverage two or three deep, man, with some, or some, some zone over the top, whatever it is, 
if if that's your focus, that's all you have. When it comes time for crunch time, man, you can guarantee they're going to be taking that away. I'm just looking for more consistency with who is our number two. You know, where do we go if we can't get DeAndre Hopkins totally involved? And also, where's our running game? That is going to have to be a must if you have any expectations. And I'm not just saying just for this year getting into the playoffs. I'm talking about the, for the future and beyond. If you don't establish it and never, you know, like, you know, pronounce it, it's never going to be there. And you're always going to be fighting an uphill battle if you're trying to use quarterback and one receiver and whoever else chips in. And we'll figure out the running game as we go along. Now, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So here, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. One of the questions that I posed at the top of the show is, can you what can you do to is there anything you can do at this point in the season to improve the running game? Because there there is that. You you want, and I would imagine that this is the case. Uh, I always hear this, so you let me know if I'm right or wrong. There's the broadcasters always say that offensive linemen want to run the ball. A real a real offensive lineman wants to run the ball. They don't want to do this pass protect mm-hmm. stuff. They want to run the ball. They want to get off the ball. They want to go forward. They don't want to retreat. They they want to be aggressive. Is it the fact that we don't have enough aggressive guys on the team, or is it the fact that the the from the coaching what what is it? I think this might bring in even highlight your desire in the off season to bring in an offensive lineman to be able to try to shore up uh, to really take take this. Uh, offensive line to the next level but your thoughts on that well the offensive line bro it's all about attitude and i've been around those dudes man that it's almost like they love to get dirty it's like they want hand-to-hand physical contact knock them dudes off the ball that's what they like but it's an attitude not just from your offensive line but also from your coaching staff Mm. i've been around offensive line coaches man that, you know, and obviously being a tight end, we had to work with those dudes, right? So you you felt their intensity from the time you walked into a meeting room, like the first in training camp, and then every week there, you know, thereafter for the next 17 weeks, those dudes, man, they are gritty. They are like dirty, nasty, and it's all about getting <laughs> just, you know, and they, you know, think about the nicknames for some of the greatest offense of the Hogs and, you know, different, man, they love to get into the slot. Now, if you have an offensive line or a coach or just an organization is like, well, we'll piece it together and we'll get out there and we'll go get it. We'll try to get it done. You know, man, that's like, you don't even have an identity. So now, you know, this late in the season here, and you, you talk about, can you do it this late in the season? Man, it's so hard to this time of the year, dudes are, nobody wants to hit. Everybody's banged up. You can't really, you know, get after it too much by now. You maybe one padded practice during the week, uh, you know, everything is walked through and, and thud and, you know, putting shells on, no hard pads. So all that grittiness and everything, that's what you get in uh, July and August. That's when you build that. So by this time of the year, your identity is set, and you know what you are. Cardinals, we've been talking about it all through the season, man. Like I said, there's no, in, in my opinion, there's no urgency to run the ball. There's no physicality. Uh, that's a, something they're going to have to address when it comes to building this offensive line, one, to create run uh, emphasis, and also to protect your young quarterback, too. So that's something they're going to have to figure out. And can they 
all of a sudden get like drink that magic elixir and all of a sudden now they're a great running team seriously doubt it man because like i said that starts way back in the offseason that's not something you you know like, like this jay you you've been a wallflower all your life and all of a sudden just because you see that pretty girl and you know you drink a couple malt liquors real quick <laughs> Why you help say malt liquor, i'm just man? i'm just saying you know that's that quick <laughs> fix right i mean might give you a a, a minute you know, they give you that liquid courage, but man, it ain't going to do the job. You can't be drunk all the time walking around talking <laughs> to it, right? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Cause 30, 30 rushing attempts with 103 yards that that's not going to get it done. Conversely, nah. you had the, uh, in, uh, in 29 rushing attempts at 117 yards, ain't going to get it done either for, for Philadelphia, obviously, nah. but uh, six sacks on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but there were still, there were a couple of times and I, I, Okay, um, what is what is my man's name? Is it Murphy McMurphy? What is what is my man's name on defense? Uh, let's see, da, 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 da. Mur- Byron Murphy. Yeah, it, it looks like he does not like contact. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like he he is the dude that will instead of running if there's a firefighter, firefighters run to a to a burning building. <laughs> he would be the dude that would try to run away from it. I don't know. Um, you're just, and, and then Patrick Peterson, again, it just seems that it, it, I don't know. We, we don't know what the play that was called, et cetera, but just from, at least from me, I know you have more of a, a keen eye when it comes to these things. It just seems like he's, he's out of sorts sometimes on the defensive side of the ball, but your thoughts on the good and the bad of the defense. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about PP, man. Uh, the, 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 the conversations we were having earlier in the year about, you know, has he lost a step and, Man, it's never more evident when you start seeing a number of pass interference calls. And some of them are a little bogus. I mean, you know, right, right. some of them are a little touchy-feely and stuff like that. But you can tell he does not trust his ability anymore because of the amount of grabbing and stuff like that that he's doing. Back in the day, he was like a blanket. I'm used to wear him down the field, and there was no contact because he could – he had that catch-up speed, the recovery speed. Uh, footwork was immaculate, uh, you know, and, and if, quite honestly, you know, even his strength was good. Now, you know, and he was matched up kind of with Alshon Jeffrey, who's a bigger-style wide receiver. So right. it wasn't like he was running by him, but he was out physicaling him. And also, it was a couple times where it was almost like PP was panicking, trying to, you know, get to that spot. And like I said, it's, it's not confidence sometimes. Sometimes it is confidence. But in this situation, man, I just think the father time is tapping him on the shoulder saying, you know, whispering in his ear, hey, man, we might want to consider moving to safety sometime soon because his days as a number one lockdown corner, in my opinion, are, you know, kind of over. As far as Byron Murphy, Murphy man, you got to remember, some dudes just are not meant for collision. They don't like it. I, and here's an, I, I joke. I talk to people all this time about this, Jay. The reason why I was a tight end and not a linebacker, because okay. I didn't, I didn't want to thud. I didn't want to put my head, you know, bang my head against stuff all day long. That's what I, those dudes do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tight end, I had contact, but mine was initiate, and then I also had the joy of running out and catching balls. And and when I caught balls, man, I don't want anybody knocking me out. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get up the field. If I saw it coming, if I could get under it, I'm getting under it. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for Murphy as a cornerback, think about Deion, Deion, Deion Sanders all those years ago. He was, no, he was one of the greatest cover dudes in the history of the game. Might be the best ever. Didn't want to tackle. How many devastating tackles did you ever see Deion make in his entire career? 
No, not entire career. He didn't want nothing to do with contact. And that's just the way some dudes are built, especially position-wise with cornerbacks. There's a reason dudes are cornerbacks and dudes are safeties. There are certain safeties, man. I guess when, when I when I when you found out you were playing against an Atwater or somebody like that, it was like, man, you better keep your head on a swivel. Because he gonna be coming at all times. I guarantee you nobody in their life said, Man, you better watch out. Murphy's out there. A creeping man, keep your head <laughs> on a swivel, you know. <laughs> I wanted you mentioned something about uh, uh, about moving the, and I've heard this, you've mentioned it, I've heard um, uh, Earl Casual E mention it, I've even heard some some folks uh, around here locally mention that that safety thing. It makes me think of Rod Woodson, um, mm-hmm. when he was a, he was a corner and he had a decent he extended his career by moving to safety, yeah, he did a really good job, and I think he was integral in the in helping the 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 Steelers get to the Super Bowl again. So that's mm-hmm. something that I don't, I don't think it's a badge of, I don't think it's something that it's not a, a scarlet letter, so to speak. If you, if you have to move, just understand where you're, you're, you have so much experience and so much knowledge of the game, just move to a different position and be able to excel there. It's all about ego though, man. A, a little bit of that, especially with those, uh, glamour positions you know all the you know throughout his entire career he's been that lockdown corner and we can go through yeah. the list of others who Revis Island you know Terrell, Terrell Revis yeah. you know at some point you're not that dude anymore but you can't tell them they're not a dude, dude and if you try to even insinuate that it's time for them to move the majority of them don't want to hear it and they'll continue rather than play safety here they're gonna go find that cornerback job somewhere else you know, and at some point, you know, regardless of what position you want to play, it's, it's just too late. You know, and hopefully, like I said, PP, man, one of the, one of the best to play the game in his generation here. Uh, but like I said, it's just really evident to me that he's no longer that dude. And here's the thing. The Cardinals are, should be on the clock. We talk about linebacker, I mean, the line, O-line and stuff like that being a priority. At some point in time, some point in time if you don't have that lockdown corner or that number one dude either on your radar or on the roster right now they might something they might start want to start looking at as well yeah sounds yeah sounds about right so let's transition and let's uh let's talk about this game that's upcoming with uh two teams that now reside in the in the valley of the sun just because of what's going on with covid that one <laughs> nine so the the san francisco 49ers are coming off of a loss there at five and nine they lost to the dallas cowboys in a high scoring affair 41 33 and so that the the one thing about we talk about the defensive side. No, when we talk about the the trenches or the offensive line, one thing that we know about the San Francisco 49ers is that, uh, in terms of their offensive line, they are they are going to come off the ball. They are they are going to they are known for doing that running thing, and then defensively they are going to do their best to try to hit you. They're going to put that they're going they're going to thump you for sure. But as we get to the end of the season, where you know there there's no playoffs in sight for for the 49ers, but I would imagine that they are a proud enough bunch, and with those coaches, um, with the with the offensive and defensive coordinators, that they will be prepared and at least give the Cardinals a a, a tough uh, a go of it. Your thoughts on how this game uh, shakes out? Because this is one of those things where the the Cardinals need to win at least what they have. What uh, so this is week 15, 15, 16, 17. So that they got the what did they got the the Forty Nine ers and the Rams, the Rams, yeah, Forty Nine ers and then the Rams. So I would. 
man, they might need to win both of these games when you think about it, just to make sure that they they can get into the playoffs. But they at least gotta they at least gotta beat the 49ers, right? Question mark. Yes, and there's a whole bunch of things working going on right now. Jay, um, you know, San Francisco, this has been a horrible year for them. And it's all wrapped around injury. I mean, from day, from game one, right. you, know, you lose Kittle, uh, Garoppolo has been gone. You've been, you know, playing with backup quarterbacks all the way through for the most part. This has been one of those seasons. <clears throat> it can go one of two ways. Right now, sitting at 5'9", there's some dudes that are thinking, man, I tell you this all the time, make, it's time to make some business decisions, whether it's time to not necessarily shut it down, but, you know, if I need to throttle it down and just so I can get to the finish line a little unscathed, you know, I, I can walk into the offseason, not get surgery into the offseason. Gotcha. You know, so there's some dudes that it happens from time to time. I think that San Francisco team, though, especially with Shanahan, I'm sure he's telling them, look, this has not been the season we expected, but everybody is on high alert. If you think you're going to cruise to the finish line, that's the dude that I want to, wouldn't want to be cruising and thinking that he's okay with it because come January and February, that's when you get them uh, them calls, man, where, you know, agents like, yeah, we just got a call from the GM and, you know, we're going to plan on going a different direction. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that this team's going to come in here ready to play and fight, especially division game. They definitely don't want to see uh, the, the, the Cardinals prosper in any way. The other thing, man, is I really think that we, I mean, when you look at what they're trying to accomplish going down, you know, I just don't think, let's put it this way. Everybody has their crib tonight, right? It kind of seems like Shanahan he, we, we have, we give them fits. It seems like Rams give us fits. Yes. And Shanahan's not, he's not trying to go out like that. So I'm thinking he's going to come in here and they've got nothing to lose at this point. And what's the worst thing that can happen, Jay, is when nobody, when the other team doesn't have anything to lose, man, you better watch out for everything. <laughs> that, that's, this, this might be one of those games and they're already good with trick plays and this and that. Man, they might fake punt from their own five yard line. We don't even know. Cause like I said, they ain't got nothing to lose. And then the other thing, I, I hate the fact that the Rams lost this week, especially right. embarrassing is the Jets, because right. now they're on high alert and they've got something to play for in week 17. And man, that could cause us some issues. So this is a huge game for us. I hope we come ready for a fight because if they think just because San Fran is battered and bruised and, the, you know, like I said, this isn't going to be an easy one. You walk over, but you're limping back. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, this game is taking place on Saturday. It's a little bit early, yeah. so it's a short week for for both teams when you think about this. So uh, let's let's get in. I mean, you, man, you got to expect. So I don't expect a lot on the ground from the Cardinals. Just given those those games where they've had a lot of rushing yards, those are the exception to the rule for the most part. So that mean that puts a lot of onus on the on the passing game. Um, so because, of course, the, the play action game doesn't work. So being able to have a three dimensional offense, is, as is the case, is not will, will probably not happen for for the Arizona Cardinals. You can imagine that the that the 49ers are going to try to contain Kyler Murray. Um, so that's then they're going to probably say, all right, we'll we'll put every we'll put a couple of people bracket on DeAndre Hopkins. Who else are you going to pass to? Who, who else you got confidence in? And I think they're going to challenge him in that way. I don't know. I could be wrong. And I'm sure that they're going to have these, their, their, their big oven mitts up in the air uh, to make sure that they are in, mm-hmm. uh, they, they are, they're blocking and obscuring any type of passing lane. So how do you see 
this one playing out. Uh, who do you think is going to come out on top? I think this will be a knockdown drag out. I'm thinking, I'm trying to believe, man. I think that the Cardinals, it'll be another close one. Um, I thought that the Cardinals would win by four against the Eagles, and they won by seven. And, and when you look at the way that game played out, they should have won by more. But mm-hmm. I think this one might be a, this might be a field goal type game where the Cardinals are, or it'll be kind of back and forth the entire game with them really not um, be, being to get any separation. What are your thoughts? You know, with when you got a backup call quarterback coming here, Mullen, I think his name is, you know, man, this is one of those ones we should definitely win. I know it's a tough division battle, but I've been watching San Fran play over these last few weeks. And, man, it's, they're, they're coming in with a uh, water gun trying to, you know, rob us, you know. <laughs> they, they Offensively, they've been turned over so many times in terms of personnel got the backup quarterback in there coming in here. We've got something to play for. I do see us kind of trying to take control of this game. The one thing I'd be curious, you know, we always have to – Richard Sermon is one of them dudes, right, just like PP. He's kind of lost that step. But right. he is actually uh, one of the smartest dudes I've seen in terms of playing the position, even though he's lost a step. I'm wondering whether – I marvel at teams that try to cover us man-to-man with DeAndre Hopkins out there. Yeah. And the crazy part is you don't have to worry about anything else we got. Right. If you, I'm so, so surprised that we don't get more double coverage on him and let everybody else feed and get their little three and five yards and stuff like that underneath. I'm just – I keep, continue to shake my head. Is I'm watching his routes when they show him, and I'm like, man, where was the coverage at? You know, so I think San Fran might be a little smarter than that. And also, I don't know if they necessarily think they match up man-to-man-wise. Might see a whole lot of zone from there. And with that being said, I think you then try that technique that everybody's doing, heavy pressure up the middle, but with your disciplined defensive ends on the outside to try to contain, we could get bottled up a little bit, in my opinion. And even with that being said, I do think we still just have more in the tank than San Francisco. I mean, they I'm not going to bet against them this time around because – I said, what? And watching San Fran and what they're bringing to the table right now, <clears throat> God bless them, man. They're all, as soon as they get to week 17 and get this one over with, man, I'm, they, I mean, this one's you know, going into crapper, man. They're going to put this season behind them and move forward. But this week, I think the Cardinals will pull this one out. And, you know, 27 20, somewhere in that area. Okay. All Cardinals right. win. I like that. I like that. We'll shoot on behalf of the one and only Ed Smith. My name is Javon Adams, and I want to say uh, Merry Christmas to you, big big head man. Or whatever. Merry Christmas, man. And once again, thank you for my crown, my crown black, man. <laughs> Did you sip some yet? Oh, I told you. That's for the two of us, man. All right. Well, we're going to get it in. I got enough other stuff to keep me occupied. Sipping scissor. So, so we'll catch y'all next time. So, uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Again, this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. And we like you, as we always say around this time, uh, you can. Merry Christmas, everybody. Until next week, be easy out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.